Bright Suns, you're now listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Punch it, Chewie! What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle. The beginning. <laughs> Conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars Friends! Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Merrin, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me is my very special Star Wars friend... This is Justin, and Anakin is a bad man. Oh, that's right. Yes, he is. So uh, this is a very special Star Wars Friends show. We do these once a month, and I'm very excited to do tonight's uh, crossover cast. So if you have heard these before, our last crossover cast was with our friends Lauren and Andrea at the Galactic Podcast, and that was a blast. That was super fun. We got to learn all about them and... What makes Star Wars special to them? And that's the whole point of these crossover casts is that, you know, we we host a hardcore Star Wars podcast. And there are so many great Star Wars podcasts out there that are hosted by incredibly passionate, positive, super rad people. And we want to learn their story and share it with all of our Star Wars friends and, and grow this positive community of really great Star Wars podcasts. It's awesome. So today... Mm-hmm. We have none other than Ro from the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Ro, what is happening? Welcome to the Star Wars Friends. What is up, Star Wars Friends? It's always great to have Star Wars Friends. It's wonderful to have friends, but it's always even better to have Star Wars friends. How are you guys? Good, good. good. We are, um, you know, obviously with everything going on, we're, we drop these shows weekly. So it's like, you know, we, our last show, we talked about the coronavirus and everything going on. So we just want to wish good health to not only yourself, Ro, but everyone else listening to the show, just, you know, we hope that you guys practice good health and, and everyone's in, in good spirits through this. And, and that's what this show's all about, man. I want to lift people's spirits, give them something to be excited Take about. Take your mind off of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what yeah. Star Wars does to me. And it, it gives me something positive to look forward to and talk about. So, Ro, where are you joining us from today? Where are you at in the country? We are in, well, not we. I am in Chicago. I've uh, lived in Chicago all my life. 
and uh, Chicago uh, is the city that I call home. And uh, it is getting a little crazy out there, but I'm glad that I've got some Star Wars friends to kind of tone it down and uh, bring the house uh, back to a uh, galaxy far, far away. Oh, yeah. Keep things on the straight and narrow. Yeah, Love there it. you Love go. It. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so, Ro, you host, you host the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast with, a, with another individual. Um, why don't you talk about him? Where is he at? What's the deal? Sure. So uh, the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast is comprised of three Star Wars friends yeah, of good, mine, good. Uh, two Star Wars friends, including me. So uh, Brad and I, um, Brad is the other uh, co-founder of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. He is in Charleston and uh, he's a military man. So oh, okay. from time to time, okay. he gets, you know, he gets shipped out. So uh, we have... A uh, another friend of mine named Alex, who is uh, the current co-host, uh, and uh, he kind of—I don't want to say fill in because he plays such a larger role than just filling in. He's yeah. really my partner in crime. Uh, you know, both of them uh, really great, uh, great guys. Um, but uh, Alex lives in Las Vegas, so there's quite a wow. time difference, and it's very. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to get all uh, all three of us together uh, from time to time. But uh, obviously, when Brad gets shipped out, you know he leaves me kind of in charge of the garrison, so to speak, and uh, still having a good time, having a good time. Good, nice. good. So, so with that, you know, you're spread out all over the country. We know as a you know podcast with five hosts that it's kind of difficult to schedule. So. Kudos to you uh, from from one <laughs> podcaster to another trying to get these things together. It's a it's a lot of work, and a lot of people that get into this, you know, it, they they realize pretty quickly how much work it is. So to see you guys, you guys are twenty two episodes in the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Um, you know, and and I I love the narration. I love what you guys put together as far as segments and bits and all that. It's it's just a really fun show. So why don't you tell our Star Wars friends, our listeners, what what is the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast? When did you guys start? How'd you start? What is the origin of the podcast? Sure, sure. Happy to, to share there. So um, last year in April, here in Chicago, a couple of Star Wars friends came from all across the country, all across the world to enjoy uh, the franchise that we all know and love uh, here in Chicago uh, in the form of Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Oh, yeah. Um, that happened last April. Uh, Brad and I started the podcast right after that. He, uh, I've known Brad for uh, quite a while on Twitter because of our shared interest in uh, John F. K. and, uh, you know, the, the Kennedy stuff yeah so we we've connected uh through twitter with that he he's uh he's a big researcher into you know all the stuff that uh you know that that kennedy was involved in and um obviously all the the conspiracies and the and the controversy and all that stuff and i find that that kind of stuff fascinating so we hooked up like that but little did i know that he was a closet star wars fan <laughs> <laughs> for years and uh, you know, we started kind of diverting our 
John F. Kennedy discussions into Star Wars when he realized that I had posted a couple of things regarding regarding Star Wars, yeah. and and uh, he finally he you know he broke loose and he asked the question. And I said, yeah, I'm uh, you know I, I saw the film back in 1977 when I was a kid, and I love it, and it's in my veins. And you know, full confession, he started to spill the beans on his <laughs> uh, you know his experience with Star Wars, and you know, lo and behold, that's uh, we kind of connected even more so then um so you know we planned we kind of planned it out we said we should do a star wars podcast i got my portable recorder i headed downtown to mccormick place and started sticking microphones in people's faces and just interviewing them so that first episode you know if you guys uh, everybody if anybody you know goes back and does a little research that first episode was all about star wars celebration uh, we interviewed a, a, a lot of uh, folks that uh, you know both locally and from from everywhere, just uh, talking yeah. about uh, their love for Star Wars. Um, you know, I didn't, you know, there's a big connection between Brad and I. We also share the same birth date. We're both Virgos. Oh, it's wow. kind of a weird, huh. you know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, your mom, you know, mom always says never meet strange men on the internet. But unfortunately, <laughs> that, that kind of happened that way. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So do either of you have any experience hosting podcasts before, or was this your first venture into the podcast world? No, we've, uh, we've hosted podcasts before. I think Brad had another podcast, um, with, uh, some friends of his, uh, and I had a podcast on my own, um, that just basically just talk about the, I talked about collecting stuff. Star Wars um, stuff, as you can see behind me. So uh, I had a little bit of that. Um, I I think I had like four or five episodes, and uh, I just kind of selected people online to talk, you know, collecting and put put that together. Um, But, you know, you guys are lucky. You guys have, you know, a nice little group. Uh, It's very difficult to do something like this alone. Uh, There's all sorts of things like motivation and stuff like that. But when you, when you get uh, a group together like this and you just kind of, they, you energize each other. And I think that's great. And that's the advantage of having Star Wars friends. (laughs) Oh yeah. They keep you going. It's, it's such a big thing, Ro. Like, you know, the, my first thing at celebration last year, we were there as well. That's actually how we met. Uh, I met these guys in line waiting for exclusives on that first day. And it was just one of those cosmic things like you and Brad having the same birthday. It's just a cosmic thing yeah. that brings us the force, right? It's the, the force at work. But you're right. Having Star Wars friends does keep me motivated. Um, you know, it's something that I, I'm six years sober and Star Wars is a huge force uh, of, of positive energy behind that. And then to meet like-minded people who get excited about the weird Oracle scene from rise of Skywalker, like, Oh cool. We can talk about this really weird thing or we can talk legends. Um, it does keep you energized. It keeps you youthful, it keeps you connected to a community of good yeah. people. And I love talking with my dudes. And this is like, I look forward to getting text messages from the Star Wars friends every day in oh, our yeah. group thread. It's like, oh, sure. what, yeah. did, what did you find today? Or oh, what what type of weird thing you come across the internet? So you're right. I mean, it's a good thing. Um, all right. So here we are. We got we got the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. It, it started at Celebration. Now, did you go to Celebration with the full intention of creating a podcast out of those interviews and then carry it on from there? Or was it just kind of like an organic, like, hey, this felt really good. Let's do episode two. No, I think we uh, we fully intended to 
to have that be the premiere episode. Uh, there was just, you know, a lot of content there. Uh, yeah. You know, we just kind of dove in head first and it just worked out. I, I, I think, you know, Brad uh, was doing a lot of the marketing and the, you know, the kind of getting people excited. And it's it's fantastic. You mentioned that uh, your last episode was with uh, Andrea and uh, and Lauren from the Galactic Podcast. We love them. They're uh, yeah. one of our favorite podcasts. Yeah. And uh, I always tease Lauren the, about Star Wars Celebration because uh, any any opportunity she gets uh, to to mention that she was here in Chicago, she takes. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. I love it. But it's funny because a lot of the people that I've met through podcasting were here in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems like, you know, Chicago and Star Wars Celebration uh, here in the city was kind of it acted like a nexus for the growth of this community. Yeah. And, you know, and I bet you, if you start mentioning other podcasts or other star Wars friends, um, that there's going to be a lot of crossover and there's going to be a lot of people that were in Chicago for right. this event. And it just grew. It just, it totally just grew. And that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, last year was my first celebration I had gone to. And my whole intention was to meet people like Justin and like Kyle, like, you know, our Star Wars friends. I wanted to meet other people in the community that I could share this with. And you're right. I met so many great people at Celebration that I'm now connected with on Twitter. And I'm really looking forward to Anaheim 2020. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed that uh, this all goes through to just continue growing this community and meeting new people and learning about them and, and what they love about Star Wars. Because part of the Star Wars Friends philosophy, and I know you share this too, Ro, is that we welcome all viewpoints. We welcome all, you know, if, you, if you're if you a Rayla, if you're a non-Rayla, if you, you liked Rise of Skywalker, you don't. We want to hear from you as long as your conversation is, you know, it's proper, it's respectful. We don't we don't dive into any hateful, you know, derogatory, none of that stuff, man. We're like, we, let's have some conversation about Star Wars. And uh, that's where we're at, man. I, like I said, I know you're like-minded on that front, and that's why you're here talking with us today. That's why Lauren and Andrew are with us and all our good Star Wars friends. So um, let's, let's, learn totally. about, let's learn about Roe. Let's learn a little bit about you. Um, what is, I'm always fascinated with this, man. Like, I want to know what your personal origin story is in Star Wars. Now, you mentioned you saw the movie in 77. Did, did I mishear you on that? Or No, that's, that's correct. Cool. And, you know, getting back to a point that you were talking about, um, yeah, we started the podcast for that particular reason okay. specifically. You know, Brad and I... Uh, you know, we've been on Twitter for a while, and after I think all the the craziness happened with uh, with the Last Jedi and people arguing back and forth, yeah. it, it was yep. it was something that uh, I'm not sure if I've seen s such. Um, I don't know. I don't want to use the word toxicity, but I, I it's there was there was just kind of this fire, this bubbling that yeah. that was kind of back and forth between fans, and uh, it was just kind of a very interesting time, and it's still going on. But I think uh, one of the things that we really wanted to focus on is being able to have an adult dialogue, a discussion. Yes. Yeah. Uh, even between people that didn't like certain aspects of certain movies, um, my, our listeners at the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast know how we feel about the Last Jedi and and uh, elements of of that film. Um, 
you know, but at the same time, we love hearing why other people uh, love The Last Jedi. Yeah. And we have them on the show and we discuss it. And in and, and our Twitter activity, you can see that there's, uh, there's discussions back and forth. There's a, one of our followers had called us the Switzerland of Star Wars fans <laughs> because we're, <laughs> oh, I love we're it. very, you know, we're very neutral about stuff. I mean, you know, again, we have thoughts, but we're not going to insult you know anyone for yeah. having different thoughts because that's that's humanity that's who we are and that's one of the that's one of the reasons that's i guess that's the biggest reasons that we started the podcast because one we love star wars and two mm -hmm. We love talking to fans who may or may not have the same opinions as we do. Um, I think if we talked to everybody that loved Star Wars in the same way that we love Star Wars, that'd be kind of a boring show. Um, yeah. I, I, I would, I, you know, I love the fact that that we interact with a lot of our Twitter followers and a lot of our listeners. Um, there's definitely a very interesting loyalty um, uh, when you know when all the cards are out. You know, again, uh, there's a lot of people that that know our feelings of certain movies, but yet they still stick with us. They they appreciate our honesty, but they also appreciate the fact that we're not dogging on them for liking right. a movie that we don't. Right. Yeah. So and and that's that's the, that's the one thing that we you know that we uh, hammer down and say you know it's it's okay it's we're all fans some you know some things might like. You know, some fans might like some things a different way, but hey, we're all a family, and that's that's part of who we are. Yeah, yep. exactly. Now, well now said. you mentioned your social media. You are very active and positive on social media. Where can where can our listeners find you on social media? Oh, our social media is burning up, man. Because I'm a I'm what they call a social media whore, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> so on Twitter, obviously, we are Scarif podcast so uh find us uh brad and i run that uh that um account um lately it's mo mostly been me but uh you know you you never know who you might uh find and alex is over at imperial entanglements uh but he also does his own uh podcast show uh you may or may not have heard of it uh he is the salty nerd yes yes i have heard of it yes yeah so uh he does uh his show uh also uh and uh another you know another great contributor to uh to fandom um they get a little salty over there but uh <laughs> all in good fun all in good fun awesome so yeah you guys should go check it out i mean really i i, I enjoy following you i think that you are very positive and a, and a very very uh diverse voice for the community you d mm -hmm. everything you just said over the last five minutes is true and i want to back that up because i see it i've i mean i've followed you for for months now and you're spot on man so i i definitely appreciate that it's it's good to have your voice in the community so let's hear about your voice where <laughs> let's where where did you fall in love with star wars how has oh, it evolved man. over the years what, yeah where are we at with that so I was uh, a young lad who uh, I think uh, so. Th this is this is how I remember it. My um, <laughs> I was coming out of church one Sunday uh, back in 1977, and I uh, I was hungry. I, I wanted a, but I had I had like this taste for a, a hot dog, 
And uh, there was a movie theater in a neighborhood called Rogers Park here in Chicago. Yeah. It was called the, the Adelphi. And um, it was the nearest place that I knew that I can get a hot dog uh, at seven years old. My mom said, let's go there. Uh, I said, that's great. Uh, not even reading the marquee. I had no idea what movie was playing. We got in there. We, wow. we just walked. We walked in, sat down. I got the hot dog in my hand. The titles, you know, the titles play. It's, it's you know, kind of a fascinating thing. I'm, I'm about to eat that hot dog, but then that Star Destroyer comes yeah. overhead and mm-hmm. it just goes on and on and the movie starts and I might jaw is on the floor and so was the hot dog at this point because <laughs> i i don't know what i'm seeing and i was fascinated yeah. uh, that was like the first time that i felt you know alive and this is very interesting and wow. you know ever since then star wars is in my blood and one of the things that fascinated me about star wars it wasn't you know the lightsabers even at a young at a young age it wasn't the lightsabers it wasn't the spaceships although that was a part of it what fascinated me was the effort of the men and women behind the scenes mm. that created that created all that out of nothing yeah. um i t- i t- took it upon myself um again at an early age to read as much as i could about cinematography about sign sound design model making um you know all the stuff that i guess my heroes uh besides george lucas you know folks like ben burt oh yeah uh john dykstra uh dennis murin you know uh marshall lucas i mean all the people that brought that project from george's mind into reality um, those people are, are were my inspiration, and that's um, that's why I'm a camera guy. I'm a, I'm a behind the scenes person, and that's really what inspired me, both personally and professionally. Awesome, nice. and it's been in my blood. It's been in my blood ever since. So I love what I love what I do, and my wife always says, "You are lucky because you haven't worked a day in your life." Because yeah, to me, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, you love what yeah. you're doing. It's not work. So, so with that, how did you find out about all of these behind the scenes folks when you were a, a young man? You just, you know, you, you got this big, beautiful experience. Were you reading Starlog and some of those, you know, those type of magazines? What were you diving into? Because, you know, it, it, for me, a lot of that didn't come out until like The Empire Strikes Back, uh, the making of, and a lot of those books that you know I, I didn't read until the '90s. Um, but what were you finding around that time? Yeah, you know, uh, there was a, I can't remember, it was a, it's a French book that was behind the scenes. I think it was called, oh, it's called Effects. Okay. And definitely Starlog. There was a lot of Starlog in the house for for me. Uh, I remember heading over to the uh, drugstore and and getting uh, getting my comic books and my Starlog. So uh, Starlog was definitely a big part of my reading um, regimen back in the day. There was um, so Effects Magazine, Empire Magazine in in the UK. Um, So you know, and little by little, a lot of these behind the scenes books started to come out. Um, and even before the EU, uh, was a thing, you know, you had splinter of the mind's eye yes. and I just yes. dove into all, all of that Han Solo at stars End, all, all those things, um, besides the behind the scenes. So it's, it's something that I just, I don't know. I just gravitated towards, I yeah. absorbed. 
Were you were you ever a reader of the Marvel comics? The uh, oh yeah, the first wave. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still have all the. Uh, I've got uh, all my Marvel comics. Uh, you know, obviously in, in mom's attic. Sure. One day, uh, <laughs> sure. but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I Marvel comics. Um, I was into you know superheroes like Spider Man. Uh, not really a, a DC guy, but okay. I you know I still enjoyed. I still enjoyed a DC comic or two, but uh, yeah. All the early Marvel comics, the adaptations, all the awesome. the the weird little story elements that were in the comics that weren't in the movie that right. uh, I was scratching my head. <laughs> I was going to ask uh, about it, like Jackson and uh, all those side characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm always fascinated by because I didn't grow up in 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 this generation. I was we can I consider myself in the novel generation where. You know, my Star Wars was were the novels of the '90s. So mm-hmm. when you you had this experience, this life changing experience in the theater, you you have all these. You have the Marvel comics, you have the the supplemental magazines that you get. You know, which must have just been a, a fabulous experience to get these magazines from overseas and reading all these articles. But when it got to Return of the Jedi. And then we look at Star Wars post Return of the Jedi. Were you still following um, like the droids cartoon, the Ewoks cartoon, Caravan of Courage? Were you were you still full throttle uh, when it started kind of losing focus and vision, or did you dwindle off a little bit? Oh no, there was no dwindling, man. Ah, okay, no. a true believer. I mean, that's, love it. You know, if you cut me, Star Wars comes out, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that it's that serious. Yes. Caravan of Courage, you know, CBS Sunday night, that two part yeah. uh, mini mini movie. Um I have those on VHS. I've awesome. got uh Ewoks on VHS. I've got the droid series on e- uh, VHS. It's wow. uh yeah, no, no. I mean, you know, when uh, right before the Timothy Zahn uh, novels came out in the '90s, when there was hardly any Star Wars, you know, I call that the dark times. Yeah, because there was just nothing around. Um, but uh, yeah, I was I was Star Wars through and through. Okay, so it's never fallen off, even during the dark times, even after prequels, where we had that that kind of odd period between you know Lucasfilm to Disney, that transition there. You have you read novels to supplement the time? Like where have you? Because you you're from the start, man. Like so, that's a journey. You know, you've lived a journey oh, yeah. with Star Wars. So, I mean, have you been straight through, or you know, have things maybe shifted, or? I mean, things you know. Things like like life shifts, every, everything yeah. shifts, you know. Uh, but you know, if if it had a back in the day, if it had a Star Wars logo on it, I'm I'm like, what what's going on over there? So I, <laughs> yeah. I would definitely pick it up. I would you know try to figure out what it is. Uh, you know, when um, what was the uh, dark when Dark Shadows came out? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, that that was a, an amazing project. It was like it, it was almost like a movie. With soundtracks and the comics and the games and and the books, uh, without actually having a movie, yeah. um, that that was a, a really great project. So when that came out, I was very excited with that. I mean, like like I mentioned earlier, you know, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, the almost oh, yeah. Star Wars sequel. Mm. Um, you know, I, I just got into all of that. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying this crossover cast on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on all things Star Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. 
Make sure to use the hashtags hashtag crossovercast and hashtag stay positive when tweeting about this show. Now, back to the Star Wars friends. So I'm going to jump on Justin's toes a little bit. Uh, sorry, Justin. We are collectors. And, I, and as you were oh, talking, yes. I have a collector's question. Um, what Can you remember what the first Star Wars collectible you, you ever got was? Yes. Um, it was uh, a, a Princess Leia action figure. Really? And I got, I, I got that from my father. Um, and I don't know how he got it, but, uh, he worked at a, a Coca-Cola factory in, yeah. in one of the suburbs here in Chicago. And, you know, sometimes they find some weird stuff in shipments and things like that, <laughs> but he brought home, he brought home Princess Leia and, uh, I still have it. Yeah. And, uh, that was like my very first collectible. And I remember, you know, purchasing, um, I didn't do the uh, the you know the the because the the action figures didn't come until the year after right. you know after mm-hmm. the movie came out because you know they just didn't know so I didn't do the early pack but when they were available in stores the action figures that I got were um, Chewbacca oh, C three yeah. PO and and Darth Vader um, and it was a it was very difficult playing with those three characters because they um, what can you do with them? Right, I, I was right, trying to figure right. out in my mind like they weren't really together a <laughs> yeah. lot, so I don't know I don't know what what to do. But uh, I remember you know uh, in uh, elementary school playing with those in the in the wow. in the yard, getting them dirty and stuff. And again, I, I still have all my original action figures, and you know I mean. Who knew back in the day that they would be worth anything? You know, we right, ripped them apart, right. played with them. They're dirty. They're scuffed. You know, who knew? So when you were a kid, because I, I find that the I find the original toy collection, that's actually my favorite element of my personal collection. I love all the vintage toys. I mean, that's just kind of my I obviously, like I said, I didn't grow up that time, but I have such an appreciation for the sculpts, the paint, how they were able to do it with the technology they had back then. And did you collect all the way through the last 17 or did you, did you fall off at some point in time and have you completed the, the entire vintage line? No, you know, as, as a kid, obviously as a young, as a very young kid, I, I, you know, I I was at the mercy of whatever my parents wanted to buy me or whatever, you know, whatever, if I asked for something, if, if they, if they bought it or not. Um, so I didn't, you know, up until I got, you know, money for allowance and things like that, um, I, I never really completed the collection. It was just sporadical, sporadic purchases. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now that I'm an adult, obviously, with uh, a little bit more means, I'm, I'm able to, you know, purchase some of the older stuff. Um, but some of the new stuff that has come out, you know, I, I really enjoy because the the sculpting is a lot better. The yeah. the technology is a lot better. The uh, you know the way they they you know Disney does the the 3D scanning of the actors and and sculpt uh, the action figures. It's it's really great, and I'm really enjoying not only the action figures but the packaging. Um, as you can tell, uh, earlier I showed you my black series. I don't take them out of the box. Really? And in college, in college, I used to I used to buy two of everything. Yep. Uh, one, you know, one to take out and admire, and one to keep in the box. So, uh, I'm very upset that uh, the Lucasfilm uh, Museum of Narrative Arts uh, Chicago yeah. was not selected. Crazy. And 
I can definitely tell you that I can probably open up a museum on my own. <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Like I don't, I don't pull any of mine out either, but I cut it back from two to one. Cause I'm like, I, what am I really going to do with the second one? So I just keep it right. in box anyway. So now I'm down to one. So what do you find yourself collecting more of now that you have that disp- more disposable income to kind of go get those things that you want? Is it still the vintage stuff? Do you, I, you know, we're, we're looking at the, the office that you're in now, you've got a couple 12 inch figures there. Um, what do you tend to like, mo- uh, what do I want to say? Migrate towards now, you know, um, obviously there are new characters and there's new star Wars out, but I, I still gravitate to the classic, uh, figures, even though they might be new, like a new black series, Boba Fett or a new black series, Luke Skywalker. Um, uh, you know, the empire holds a special, uh, place in my heart. If I see a TIE fighter or if I see a stormtrooper, yeah. yep. I see, you know, a really nice, nicely sculpted Darth Vader. I mean, I'm on that. Um, like you would not believe, uh, I still, um, if I find deals, I'll, I'll, I'll take them for sure. Uh, yeah. one of the, one of the things that I really love is, uh, going to thrift stores and you can really find a lot of yeah. stuff at thrift stores oh, yeah. and, and it's very surprising. You know, sometimes my, <clears throat> my wife will, you know, I'll, come home and I'll have a bag and I find, you know, one or two items and, you know, her not knowing that it's from a thrift store, she's be like, uh, how much did you spend on that? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, only $49. Four, four dollars. Yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, and she's surprised. She's like, why would anybody uh, donate yeah. that? I'm like, I, I don't understand. People are nuts. Yeah. I've seen people literally with just bags full of figures. They don't necessarily have all the weapons, but it is. Right all original figures or power of the force line figures or vintage collection figures yeah. in a bag. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. They just don't know like eight, man. eight dollars yeah. for the whole bag. I'm like, right, <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, I guess nobody wants it. I'll yeah. get it. So well, it's funny that you mentioned, um, power of the force. That's actually when I kind of stopped okay. collecting, okay. um, figures because they were all uh, swole. Like they were working out. Oh yeah. 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 So, Ro, where do you stand on Baby Yoda merch? Have you pre-ordered the uh, Baby Yoda sideshow, the the one one scale life size? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, pr- I'll probably get something. Um, my good friends over at the Salty Nerd Podcast sent me a uh, a Baby Yoda tumbler, which I love uh, drinking my morning coffee uh, from. But uh, you know, the, there was something that was announced recently. Uh, was it was a fully interactive Baby Yoda inside the the little bassinet which uh looks really cute that looks great it was only 60 bucks yeah yeah yeah. yep so you know i might get something like my wife just bought me like a an id holder with a baby yoda on it so (laughs) i'll be getting that soon (laughs) um and it's funny though because you know at work people know that i'm a big star wars fan and and people just give me stuff like i got oh yeah you know two of Two of these, beautiful. Yeah. People are people are just like, oh, I know you. Don't you like Star Wars? I'm like, yeah, I think I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah isn't that a beautiful thing? It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Uh, I usually get like Pez dispensers and pens. Yeah. I get a lot of pens. Oh, I found yeah. this Last Jedi pen at the you know whatever. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take it. Why not, man? Thanks. Yeah. Nice. I was just uh, talking to the to Andy over at the Hollow Chronicles podcast, and we were just talking, and and he sent me a little uh, nice little care pa- package oh, uh, cool. with a vintage stormtrooper inside oh, it and uh, a tie fighter. So hey. it's it's great, you know. Hashtag community. Yeah, man. So, 
Yeah, awesome. So we find ourselves doing that a lot where Chris is looking for something. Oh, I'll yeah. find something. I found him the shuttle, the um it was like a what was it, a eighty something shuttle yeah. that popped up on Facebook Marketplace. I was like, Hey, I know you're looking for one of these. Do you want me oh, to go yeah. get it? He's like, Yes, yes, I'll send you money. Yeah, man. So we we do that all the time where we're like looking out for each other, trying to find figures and uh, see what we can get for each other. So, yeah. And that's, you know, that's a big thing with with toy hunting. You know, I'll go to I'll hit up per week, you know, pre-corona. I'll hit up probably like 15, (laughs) 20 stores a week. And I know what my Star Wars friends are looking for. And I got friends in, you know, different areas of the country. I'm like, hey, man, you need this figure for a long time. It was like. Any any of those carbonized figures or the white box, you know, from the uh, Triple Force Friday wave, if anyone found those, it was like, hey, I'm here for like five minutes. Do you want it? You know, it's kind of one of those things. It was crazy. So, um, yeah, I just uh, I just um, uh, put out a mission to one of our uh, partners in crime, uh, Rob, over at the Jedi Temple Archives. Somebody had posted that they bought a uh, black series 40th anniversary probe droid which is not supposed to be out but they right. got it at my Ma- mm-hmm. Meyer. Yeah. yeah um and they were in michigan and i said wait a minute rob's in michigan yeah i texted him i'm like dude you have got i, I got a mission for you you yeah. got to go out and find me as many probe droids as you can at Meyer, yeah. uh the, the stores and right away he went and he uh went to f- uh four or five different Myers. oh my he, goodness wow you found them. That's wow. so crazy. I haven't seen one yet. Yeah. yeah. I've been to like two of them around we, my area and can't find them. Yeah. We've talked about it on our show. I mean, I love Yak Face and that's my go-to for any type of toy updates. And I, for the longest time I was sitting there, I'm like, man, I wonder if those posts were kind of BS, you know, cause it, there, oh, yeah. there was a, you know, they hit some guy hit up a mire down, uh, down South from where I'm at in Cleveland, Ohio. It's like yeah. an hour and a half South. Oh, we found the whole wave of ESB figures. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh okay, cool. So I've been to Myers 10 times. Bone dry. Uh, bone nothing. dry. Right. It's crazy. So good for you, man. Good for Jedi. I know awesome. Jedi Temple. They're uh they're pretty sweet. Yeah. I follow yeah. that. I follow yeah. the, the website. Yep. And uh, it's a website that I refresh constantly to get more toy updates. So mm-hmm. um all right, let's dive back into kind of Star Wars, you know, what Star Wars means to you. I'm always fascinated by this. What what is your favorite Star Wars story? There are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of different stories. And it spans the cinematic, the comic, the novels, the video games, so many different iterations. Um, what is your ultimate favorite go-to Star Wars story or arc? Um, you know, that it's it's very interesting because it really is like asking a father, who's your favorite child? Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, it's Star Wars is such... Uh, a rich and and vast playground um there are stories that span lifetimes you know from within you know our 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 canon that we know i mean like you said from the comics to the radio dramas to the books to the novels the films you know uh, it's it's really difficult to pick just like one story arc but uh you know if i if i did have to pick i mean i think you know it's like comfort food to me, and that would be the Empire Strikes Back. I can pop that mm-hmm. uh, disc in yeah. and just sit back and relax and and get transported. You know, it's uh, a lot of a lot of folks that don't understand uh, what Star Wars means to me. It's like, well, haven't you seen this movie before? I'm like, yeah, but I always see 
these films differently every time I see them. Yeah. I always pick something up. Um, and, and, and again, that's testament for me. That's testament to the people behind the scenes that created such detail uh, in this universe that doesn't exist. They made it exist by the sheer uh, elbow grease that went into creating you know, the dials and the backgrounds and yeah. the props and, and just the, the love that went into this this saga. Um, it's it's believable, you know, up until that point, you know, obviously, you know, sci-fi was everything about, you know, everything is shiny and new and stuff right, like this. But right. this, this really... This really broke the mold. It, you know, the Millennium Falcon was dirty and scarred up. R2-D2 was scuffed. I mean, it, it, it just looked like you can actually walk into this universe and, and it was real. So to be able to pick a certain story, you know, besides The Empire Strikes Back, I, it's, it's very difficult. You know, the writers that have been in charge of writing new content, you know, especially uh, now with uh, The Mandalorian and, and The uh, Clone Wars and, and even uh, before Season 7, you know, Dave Filoni is just a master. Yes, he um, is. I, I, I see that you've got the, the wolf shirt, so I, I admire that. <laughs> but it's, it's yes, you I know, uh, being George Lucas's protege would, would do that to you but uh kudos to the writers and to the people behind the scenes that really are are you know trying to keep this this saga this this adventure going because you know the, it it's really fantastic and it really does have to do a lot more with uh human frailty than spaceships and right trade embar- embargoes um but uh and that's that's one of the things that keeps it going i think that's one of the things that really uh fascinates me about uh, about this the story about this family um set uh you know around the framework of of this fantastical imagery that yeah. that we all love and see, that's what I love hearing is that you're you're an OT guy, right? You you've been around since the original trilogy came out, but you you love, or at least you've enjoyed and watched everything that has yeah. come out since then. The animated shows, the books, uh, that kind of stuff. You, like you've stayed up on everything, and even though you may go, eh, well, I don't like Resistance as much as I do Rebels, or maybe I don't like Rebels as much as I like Clone Wars. It sounds like you you have stayed up to date. You've enjoyed everything that's been produced so far. You respect the makers. Yeah. Um. And and that's for me what I love hearing because I'm I'm pretty close to that original trilogy mark. I'm I'm the old one of the group with these guys. So for me, it's like I've been through a lot going from Empire Strikes Back on. And it's it's a lot to take in, but I, I appreciate the animated work. I appreciate the novels. I appreciate the comic books. It sounds like you're very much the same way, which is which is cool to hear because there's a lot of guys that are just ot ot ot, and that's it. Right. And they don't they don't care about anything else. And you know, and again, you know, this is kind of a a story that spans you know generations and families and things like that. And being a father. I, uh, my son right now is a freshman in high school, but even when he was born, you know, the first book that I put in front of his face and I took a picture of it was a star Wars read along book. So it's one of the, it's one of those things that you share with your family. Uh, you know, uh, he's a little older now, but we started, you know, we started watching clone wars together. We started watching rebels together. Um, he's kind of, he kind of dipped off into the Minecraft world, but he's coming back and 
we're kind yeah. of uh, watching resistance again. So it's uh, it, it it's something that's very enjoyable. Like I said, especially as a father, you know, being able to uh, share your passion with with family, um, yeah. and that's what I love. That's what I love, and and seeing seeing this this you know this franchise with uh, with young eyes, as Yoda says, it's it's. It's a refreshing thing. It's uh, you're you're living that that uh, that fantasy uh, all over again. It's 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 amazing. I love it. So out of all that history, right? You've got original trilogy all the way to where we are now with the sequel trilogy. You've got Resistance, Clone Wars, Rebels, all of the books, everything mixed in there. Who is your favorite Star Wars character out of all Ooh, of that? Who do you who spicy. do you migrate to? Yeah, Darth Vader. Okay. Without, yeah. without question, wow. without question, um, I, I would not ever hesitate answering that question. It is Darth Vader, um, you know, and it's. I think it's a little bit, uh, uh, kind of a, I don't know, self like uh, therapeutic um, way. You know, there's something about my personality. I don't like to be told what to do. Uh, I, I'm very, you know, on my own. Um, Darth Vader, I, I sense a lot of similar qualities in Vader uh, in my personality. I'm not going to go out and kill younglings, but... Uh, <laughs> well, let's hope. Yeah, thanks. Cause. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I love Vader's badass, uh, you know, uh, just everything about him. You know, obviously when he walked in through that uh, ship and, you know, looked around Rogue and one. walked past... Yeah, right. And Rogue well, one? besides Rogue One. Or are you talking, um, yeah. No, I'm talking about the when the I first, uh, when you yeah, first, you yeah, first see him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, something about him, you know, the mysterious, uh, you know, uh, dark persona. I don't know. Just it's it's very seductive. Yeah. And uh, I, unfortunately, you know, I think I'd be a good Sith, uh, Sith Lord because... That's uh, that's what I'm all about. Yeah, we yeah. just talked about that. We yeah. just a couple shows ago, we're like, man, am I? A, I was questioning on the show. I'm like, am I a Sith or am I a Jedi? And I was like, yeah. oh no, I don't know. and I've I'm got like, my I, I've got my saber forged lightsaber in repair, and it's it's uh it's it's a red uh, yeah. saber. I've got other lightsabers, and the other day I took a picture of me with a green saber, and I just I hated it because I'm like green. <laughs> no, give me back my red blade, oh, please. No, no. Did you did you do one of the uh, pre-done uh, saber forge ones, or did you go the ASP oh. route and make your own? I uh, know they didn't have the ASP when I purchased uh, my okay. Venomous Fury, but I, you know, nice. it, it was kind of a little bit modular. You you pick the kind of soundboard and the the intensity of light, uh, yep. the finish, uh, so it was a little customized. So, but nice. uh, yeah. So yeah. I have a I have a question about the Darth Vader. So Darth Vader is your favorite Star Wars character, and and you you had this. Was he your favorite in the OT and? After seeing the prequel trilogy and how you have met Anakin now, and you've you've seen the Jedi now, you've seen the Padawan, it did your thoughts or your feelings change about Darth Vader, or did it, or did the prequels make Darth Vader a stronger character for you? Uh, and has your love grown over the years? Oh, that's a great question because you know um, I'm always a little trepidatious to, to, uh, dive into new Darth Vader material because I don't want to ruin that mystique. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, uh, when the Charles soul Darth Vader comic came out and that series was fantastic. 
you know, every time I turned the page, I was like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, you know, man. I was oh, like, yeah. I was, I was like scared um, that, uh, that, you know, I was honestly, I was scared that we're going to screw it up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when you, when you sit down and, and think about it, Darth Vader is uh, a very tragic character. And now that we see his journey, um, and I'm not going to say I feel sorry for him, but I, I, I understand, I understand him more. And I guess, yeah. uh, because of that journey, because of uh, how we were told how he fell uh, from grace, you know, you you kind of understand why he did it. Uh, it might not have been the the correct choice. Um, you know, George Lucas, as we know, takes a, a lot from mythology and and stories of of uh, of our old you know real world legends and 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 stories. Um, so it's very interesting that they you know they kind of interweave. Uh, that story is interwoven with uh, with um, the mythology of the fallen angel uh, in in biblical text. So it's it's yeah. very it's a very interesting story. Um, but I, I guess knowing that story, I guess it makes me appreciate Vader even more so. Um, so that's why you know, like I said. That's why I was a little I was a little apprehensive to uh, dive into the uh, Charles Soule Darth Vader, but I, I loved it. I love that story. I think Charles Soule is going to be fantastic in uh, the next thing that he uh, is involved with. Agreed. Now, so, real quick, I got to ask: are, Did you pick up the new, new, the new, new Darth Vader that just came yet. down? Oh, guys, you talking about Vader down or? Uh, is no, it it's Vader? No. Or? no, it's a brand no, new Vader series. Okay, this right. is. I just read the first book. The second book is sitting at my comic shop, which I got to get to. It's across town. But that first book, whoo, I got like literally have goosebumps right now. Uh, It was such a great book. I think it's, I think it's a, wow, it's a beautiful expansion of the story. So um, would love to hear your thoughts on that after you read that book. It's uh, it's really something. So excellent. So so do you have a favorite? Uh, Vader quote in all of the content oh. that we have, or do you have a va- favorite, just favorite Star Wars quote? Period from any character. Um, I do have a favorite Star Wars uh, or Darth Vader quote, and it's funny because I would think that it came from a movie, but it doesn't. Uh, again, kudos to the folks at at uh, Lucasfilm Animation. Um, they gave Vader some really great lines in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Yes. There's a shot. Yeah. There's there's a shot where um, Vader is riding uh, riding on his Tie Fighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. He's coming and, down and yep. And Ezra is like right there waiting for him. Uh, I guess they're gonna fight, but uh, you know, uh, Ezra says. Uh, oh, it's the Sith Lord. I'm not afraid of you. And Vader goes, then you will die braver than most. Yeah, That is a badass <laughs> Yes, line. That's nice. my Vader right there. It's Love like, it. all right, I'm still going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's so intense. We, uh, we reference a lot of a dramatic Anakin Skywalker scenes from the Clone Wars, and there was a very dramatic 
uh, Anakin Skywalker scene in the last episode or episode three of season seven on the wings of Caradax, where he's he does this like wild move where he jumps on the tripod walker, and it was very dramatic, like him flying in on the Tie Fighter. Yeah. We we love looking at those Vader moments because he is just so uh, over the top. You know, he's just mm-hmm. he has to have a presence. He has to have a very ominous you know uh, entrance everywhere he goes. I mean, it's Darth yes. Vader, and uh, that's right. I'm so happy you brought up that quote. We're big Rebels yeah. fans on this show. We we talk a lot about Rebels and and really how it's expanded the story. So do you like Darth Vader? Um, I mean, so we we see him in in Rebels, but as far as animated shows, do you have a do you have an affinity for Anakin Skywalker in Clone Wars, or did you like the iteration of Darth Vader in Rebels? What's more of a standout for you uh, on that end? I like I like it all. I think uh, you know I, I think they did they did such a great job uh portraying both characters in in both uh both shows rebels clone wars um i think i think it's pretty seamless i think yeah. uh vader is a character you know through through what we know and through rebels really you know when he first appeared um and he you know he bent down and and spoke to the emperor. I was like, "Oh my god, we're getting more of this. I love it. Yes, I love it." Yes. So it's yeah, it's 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 a really great it's a really great show. And you know when 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 these cartoons uh, you know first came out, obviously they're geared towards a younger audience, but I think as the audience starts to grow, um there's a lot of like serious stuff, a, a lot oh, yeah. of uh, serious yeah. themes in these shows that people don't get. I remember one time, um, uh, my my son didn't feel like watching it, uh, and I went down to the basement and I had the headphones on late at night, and I'm sitting there watching, you know, and my wife comes down and she's like, "Are you watching a cartoon?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but it's it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. Well, Clone yeah. Wars is pretty serious. There's a lot oh, of yeah. hard, oh, yeah. hard pressing. Uh, what do I want to say? Issues in Clone Wars that I, I don't think a lot of the younger people pick up on, but older people are like, ooh, this is kind of dark. Yeah. This is a little oh, deeper. Very, so. yeah, yeah, and very serious, you know, subject matter like the the clone, the the uh, conscientious objector, the right? that uh, uh, decided to leave the war and start his yeah. family. I mean, those yeah. are. Those are some like really heavy topics yeah. for kids, especially. It's awesome that you picked a, a quote of Vader's out of an animated series and not like from the movies. Yeah, I actually like the Vader down one where they surround him and they said, uh, you're surrounded, yeah. give up. He said, all I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men. Dead men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's that, cold. Yeah, man. that's a pretty great he had quote. No fear. Yeah. No fear. No. Hey, this is Dominic Pace who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian. Happy to be your Star Wars friend. You're listening to the Star Wars Friend Show. What's happening, listeners of the Star Wars Friend Show? You may recognize my voice from just a few seconds ago as Christopher from the Star Wars Friend Show, but did you know that I'm also one of the hosts on the No One Is Listening podcast with my uh, not-so-Star Wars friends? Hey, I like Star Wars. Don't knock me for not liking Star Wars. Everyone loves Luke Solo and... (laughs) Uh, Emperor Peppermint. Emperor Peppermint. That's David Derrick, y'all. That's us. We host the No One Is Listening podcast, and we invite you to catch up on Season 1 of No One Is Listening podcast at Noyle Podcast com or no one is listening.org hit us up on social media at noil podcast and you also want to check out those what's your favorite episodes because we got something in the tank 
Season 2 dropping March 31st, 2020, y'all. Season 2 of No One Is Listening Podcast. So catch up on us after Star Wars, friends. March 31st. Card subject to change. an angel for a helpless baby Yoda? Every day, baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. Please click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now and follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of Baby Yoda, who's been given a second chance thanks to you. Baby Yoda needs our help, so please... Subscribe, rate, and review right away. We hope you're enjoying this crossover cast on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on all things Star Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Make sure to use the hashtags hashtag crossovercast and hashtag stay positive when tweeting about this show. Now, back to the Star Wars friends. We uh, we have a Star Wars friend that it's not with us tonight. That's Josh. And this is a fun question I love to ask people. And uh, this is the reason why I bring up Josh is because he's the only one of the Star Wars friends that feels a certain way about this question. So on behalf of Josh, I'm going to ask you, Ro, I, we put this poll up on Twitter. It was literally 50-50. It was split. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't get it more split down the middle. So I got to know, do you pronounce it? Adat or ATAT? I think because I'm old school and that's how it was pronounced back then, it's Adat. Yes. Yes. Uh, Rose on our side. Sorry, Josh. (laughs) Tiebreaker, tiebreaker. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Um, You know, I love asking that question to people just to see what they say. Um, It's Adat for me. And and then you get the person that's like, well, what do you, how do you call ATST? And I'd say, I call an ATST. It's always right. an ad at an ATSD. Sorry, it's man. Like like, you don't pronounce it an at. It's not an at. It's ATSD. <laughs> it's ATSD. What are you crazy? Why is it yeah. ad at versus ATSD? Right. Yeah. So that's yeah, a yeah. I mean the, the the TV commercials for the toys said ad at. I mean it was yeah. ad at all the way. I love yeah. it. I love it. All right. So I'm happy we got you on record for that. Um, <laughs> I got another fun fun one here. Um, and this is now now it seems man it's been what almost three months since the rise of Skywalker came out. So this actually seems like a dated question. Um, so I'm going to hit you with a hot topic, I guess a hot topic months ago. Um, <laughs> what are your, what are your thoughts on Raylo? And I guess to, to kind of pivot this question. So it makes sense. Now, 
did you have thoughts on Raylo prior to the movie? And now with the novelization, you know, whether or not this is a spoiler, sorry if it is, Ray Carson, the author, uh, chose the route of calling her kiss with Ben, Ray's kiss with Ben, the kiss of gratitude rather than love or any type of, you know, affection or things like that. It's a kiss of gratitude. So have your thoughts evolved at all? Did you have any Raylo thoughts or what are your thoughts on the kiss of gratitude? I mean, I don't know, man, this is kind of like, it's, it's odd territory for a lot of people and we're all just trying to, to have some conversation about it, you know? And I feel, you know, for those who were hardcore Raylos, man, like I feel for you, I feel for you. I wasn't a Raylo, but, um, you know, I can see where there's some division there still, but we want to heal those wounds. So how are your thoughts, Ro? Where, where are you at with this? You know, the only ship in Star Wars I think of is the Millennium Falcon and the TIE Fighter. And when he hears this, no, but uh, I never... Um, I never brought that into the, the, the mix as far as their relationship. Okay. Um, I was never, I never saw like anything romantic about yeah. that relationship. Um, it, you know, I, I can see how my, how people might, you know, go in that direction. But to me, I don't know, you know, obviously besides Luke, uh, I'm sorry, Han and Leia, yeah. um, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of that romantic uh, inclination in Star Wars. Um, right. Uh, and I, I think I'm putting my foot in my mouth because, you know, there, there is. There are instances of romance and, and stuff in, in Star Wars. Um, but it's not as overt as, you know, two characters kissing each other and then an author saying... Um, this was love. Yeah. Um, you know, you see, obviously, you see Han and Kira in the closet and Solo yeah. and stuff like that. Kane, but don't that's forget a, Kanan and Hera. Right. That's the other yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, but um, and that's what I mean. I'm putting my foot in sure, my mouth. But, sure. But, you know, as far as as Raylo, I never really saw their relationship as romantic at all because they were such polar opposites. Yeah. Um, there was such a dynamic there, uh, f from the get go that, uh, that I, you know, even without the events of, uh, the last Jedi and, uh, the, uh, things that happened be between them awakens, I never really thought, uh, uh, the obvious conclusion to all of that being a romantic relationship because it was so, um again i, I don't want to go abusive but it was so uh caustic it was yeah, that relationship yeah. was so adversarial yeah. that uh you know it just to me it uh, i didn't go into that romantic uh direction for uh for kylo and and ray yeah, and and you know that's that's the other beautiful thing about the Star Wars Friends show and the community at large is that we you know we all have different viewpoints on Raylo and we all have different viewpoints going into Rise of Skywalker. So it's you know we're trying to all make sense of all of our different thoughts and ideas because I had wild ideas about the Rise of Skywalker. Some came true, some didn't, um, but it's okay. You know, I've, I've learned to live with it and learn to live with what we got. And I'm actually really enjoying the novelization. So if anyone's out there listening and, you know, I, by the time this show drops, it'll be available on Amazon and all that good stuff. It's a, it's a great book. It really, it, it really makes that story shine. So with, 
with you watching the right so okay here we are my my final big star wars question before we get into the the game here you watch the first movie in the theater you your hot dogs in star wars that's how i'm always going to remember you got your hot dogs in star wars <laughs> i love it i love the, the image that you painted for us so you watch the first one and you you have this journey along the galaxy far far away and we get to the end we get to the final skywalker saga movie the rise of skywalker as a lifelong fan were your expectations met? And I'm not talking about the sequel trilogy. I mean, maybe the sequel trilogy, maybe the whole thing, right? But we wrapped it up. We had to put a bow on it. Were your expectations met? How did you feel after watching it? And has it changed since since we originally saw it three months ago? Where are you with the Skywalker saga and the rise of Skywalker? Um, personally, for me, I think the ending of Return of the Jedi was a better a conclusion to the um the skywalker saga um you know we've had discussions on the podcast especially with our friends over at coruscant radio underground uh andrew and marisha we uh we talk about that uh and you know for the the sequel trilogy for it being uh the end of the skywalker saga there's not a lot of skywalker in it um other than you know, other than this new incarnation of, of Skywalker. Um, I, uh, you know, the sequel, talking about the sequel trilogy for me is a little uh, tricky bag there because, uh, you know, obviously you never forget your first love. And for me, that's the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it was, it was enjo- enjoyable uh, to a point. Um, it's fascinating to a point. It was frustrating to a point. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, I think the end of Return of the Jedi for me was a better conclusion to to this. I think uh, if if Disney uh, and I again I I don't know this to be a fact, but if I, I think if Disney planned out a better sequel trilogy, I always say that uh, George Lucas did the heavy lifting by asking these actors to come back and do another trilogy of, of films. Um, but I don't think the inclusion of those actors and the characters were handled uh, correctly. And, and and again, not to say that I want to see, you know, uh, an old folks home Star Wars, but these characters, <laughs> right. yeah, sure. you know, yeah. these characters mean a lot to us. Uh, these yeah. characters mean a lot to the world. And yes, it, it's it was probably a good idea to somehow use these characters to pass the baton, but yeah. I don't think Lucasfilm and Disney did it the right way. Um, they delegated these main characters that have been a staple in mainstream, uh, you know, in, in our collective consciousness for decades, yeah. and relegated them kind of to background or side characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's where this sequel trilogy, in my book, that's where it fails. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. A, I mean, I've heard that sentiment from a lot of people and a, a lot of original trilogy, you know, fans, people that've been with the saga since the start. And um, you know, I I am one of those people that share your sentiment. Maybe I, I might be a little bit more intense about uh, my feelings towards the sequel trilogy, especially now that it's concluded. But uh, you know. Um, we well, one day, one day we're gonna maybe off the air. One day we'll have to kind of discuss those uh, inclinations because 
I've got some thoughts too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, are you, you know, I got another question for you. So we had Celebration Chicago in your backyard last year. Are you planning on being at Anaheim 2020? Uh, logistically, it might be difficult, okay. um, but, uh, you know, I, because I work in, in the media, I do get, uh, uh, some media credentials. So it's, wow. uh, the door, yeah. the door is open for me. So, uh, but logistically, I think it might be, uh, a, a difficult, uh, task, but, uh, I would love to, um, I loved, uh, Star Wars Celebration Chicago was not my first celebration. I was, uh, in Indianapolis, uh, okay. the last okay. two times that I was there. Um, obviously Indianapolis, Indianapolis being, um, a little closer to Chicago than Anaheim. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I would love to, I had such a great time, uh, you know, chatting and meeting other star Wars fans, uh, that came from all over. And, uh, if I can do it again, uh, that, that would be an amazing thing. Yeah. Well, good. We hope to, we hope to see you there. I know Andrea and Lauren from the Galactic Pod. They're in the same boat. They're kind of you know they they want to get out there. So they're I know yeah. they just applied for those media credentials. So fingers crossed for them. Hopefully they'll get out there. Um, so yeah, hope to see you there, Ro. That would be good when we can have that discussion. Or maybe I'll come to Chicago. We'll go to Galloping Ghost and we'll play some pinball and we'll talk Star Wars. Uh, that might be fun. So uh, well, we uh, last year in November we had a, a live podcast event with some Chicago Star Wars podcasters oh, really? and we called we called nice. it scarifcon 2019 yes. and we held it at a uh, local comic book store that was gracious enough alley cats comics here in andersonville and uh we are hoping to do that again scare of 2020 wow. uh with uh with some special guests uh we uh we uh made some friends over at uh, industrial light and magic and oh, cool. uh we, we uh we would love to to do another uh, Scarifcon uh, this year. Hopefully, in in nice. better weather. We uh, yeah. I think we um, we kind of we held it in November oh, because yeah. we wanted to tie it with uh, the release of uh, of the Mandalorian. But uh, Chicago weather, as everybody knows, maybe everybody doesn't know. Uh, sometimes we we get some surprises late in the year. A little bit. Uh, a little bit. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're right there with you. Uh, Justin's in Columbus. I'm in Cleveland. We get the weather. Uh, you know, we get your remnants. We get your leftovers. And it's just as <laughs> yeah, wacky. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I hope I hope uh, ScarifCon 2020 goes down, man. I obviously will keep in touch because I I said it on the show. I love following your social, so I'll keep my eye out for that. Maybe I'll make a trip out to Chicago. I love Chicago. Uh, great city. Cool city. Um, so, Ro, we're at the point of our crossover cast. You know, we got uh, we got. Star Wars friends and Scare Scuttlebutt podcast here, but we play a game when we interview people. It is a Star Wars word association game, and it's right. This is how it works. <laughs> we play some really cheesy cantina music in the background, and it is about a minute and 20 seconds. Okay, so you're going to get the whole duration of the song. But right now, we have our friend and actor, Maggie Lovett. She has answered 28 out of 32. We have Dominic Pace, actor from The Mandalorian, got 21. So he's actually looking at this now. Dominic's actually in last he's place. Like fourth. Yeah, yeah, he's in fourth place. <laughs> he dropped a little bit. <laughs> Lauren uh, from The Galactic Pod got 25, and Andrea from The Galactic Pod got 23. So bottom line is, I'm going to say a Star Wars something. And first thing that comes person, to mind. Person, place, or thing. Person, place, or thing. It could be from all sagas, all eras. Could be comics. Could be pop culture. And you just have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. And if it's something that stumps you or you just don't know, just say pass. That's that's an easy way to get through it. Um, but we have two lists. 
So, uh, in, in my Lando Calrissian voice, would you like to see what's behind door number one or door number two? Christopher, let me get door number two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Door number two. Oh, you're going to like how this starts then. All right. So, let me get this music queued up. Are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. All right. Let me make sure the levels are good here so it's not blistering loud. Oh, yeah. <coughs> So this is what you're going to hear. Little Chicago Cubs uh, Wrigley nice, Field yeah, organ there. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and we're going to do the countdown here. I'm going to give you a one-name head start. So here we go. Three, two, one. Darth Vader. Anakin Skywalker. Chewbacca. Peter Mayhew. Greedo. High heels. Pork. Tastes like chicken. Java's Palace. Tatooine. Captain Rex. Clone. Ray Skywalker. Old Lady. Ben Solo. Pass. Poe Dameron. Guatemala. Ryan Johnson. Pass. Dave Filoni. Genius. J.J. Abrams. 8mm. IG-11. Guns. Disney Plus. Paying for. <laughs> Moff Gideon. <laughs> Darksaber. R2-D2. Favorite droid. Din Jaren. Mystery. Baby Yoda. <sighs> Cute. <laughs> Count Dooku. Uh, awesome. Millennium Falcon. Home. Return of the Jedi. Music. Wrath Tars. Oh, okay. Dangerous. <laughs> so, hey, you you did pretty good, man. Uh, you got through a lot. I was waiting for number twenty three, which is one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite ones to ask. Uh, number twenty three, just for anyone curious, is Dash Rendar. And just oh, as, nice. just a side note, there is a petition online to make Dash Rendar a Black Series figure, and I signed it. I was number two hundred and sixty out of their hopeful one thousand signatures. So I'll put that on SW uh, Friends Show Twitter. But Ro, all right, here cool. we go. Little uh, little drum roll, space drum roll here. You clocked in at twenty two out of thirty two. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Good. yeah. So I nice. beat Dominic. So I got it. Yeah, you did beat Dominic. So you're ahead of Dominic. <laughs> oh, wow. <face. laughs> nice. So I gotta ask. You said high heels for Greedo. The uh, the actor behind the scenes. If you look for, uh, just go ahead and Google Greedo and high heels, and you'll know what really? I'm talking about. So George Lucas was uh, directing in that scene, and you see a wide shot. It's a behind the scenes photograph, um, and George is talking to Greedo, the actor, the, yeah. the person inside. And he's wearing high heels. <laughs> really? Yeah. I love that. That's a nice little nugget. So, yeah, anyone listening to that, go ahead and look that up. That's pretty fun. <laughs> but this was good. This was good. So thank you for playing that game. And we do have that one. That was fun. Yeah, it, it, that's what it's all about, is having fun. I mean, yeah. I know Kyle's probably listening, our other Star Wars friend, Kyle. He's still mad that he hasn't been able to play this game yet. So sorry, Kyle. We'll get <laughs> <laughs> Only for guests. Only for guests. Only for guests, Kyle. Sorry. So, Ro, we got one more segment on this show, and that's called That's Not How the Force Works. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force 
That's not how the force works. Oh, really? You're cold? So this segment, Ro, is where we talk. I kind of strap my tinfoil hat on when we don't do interviews, and I kind of go in a bunch of different directions, and then, you know, um, we all just kind of make predictions or kind of see where the rest of certain things are going to go. So where do you, and I'm, this is a big, bold one. This is a question I like to ask our guests because this can go in a million different directions. I don't want to, I don't want to lock you to one thing. Where do you see the future of star Wars going from where we're at right now today? Oh, that's a great question. You know, now with the advent of the new uh, material that is about to uh, come into play with uh, Project Luminous, um, you know, the Star Wars novels that are going to, and the stories that are going to come out of this uh, are going to be very interesting to to uh, to read, to experience. Um, there's a lot of people that are saying that this might be kind of the uh, impetus to to for new new films, new movies, and that may or may not be the case. Um, uh, you know that uh, that's a hard one though yeah. too, because there's a lot of people too that you know they want to know what's going on with with what happens to Ray after uh, yeah. Rise of Skywalker. What uh, what's going on there? I um, I want to dare to say that uh, we're not going to see Ray and Kylo uh, for a really really long time. I think um, Disney uh, and Lucasfilm might uh, hold off on going back to to that narrative. I I think there's a lot to kind of debrief uh, the the uh, Lucasfilm executives on how the sequel trilogy went. Um, and uh, I think they are probably kind of uh, trying to digest everything that has happened uh, since The Force Awakens up until now, yeah. and uh, and I think it's something that they should do. I think, uh, obviously, there was a lot of controversy, uh, whether you think it was controversy or not. Um, there was a lot of uh, things that were said, a lot of the ways that... Uh, these films were, were handled in, in, in a very interesting way uh, behind the scenes. So I think, uh, you know, I have a feeling that we, we're not going to see what happens to Ray and Kylo for a really long time. You know, the actors have said as much, obviously, money talks, but no one yeah. is uh, no one is knocking on Disney's door to come back to, to that galaxy. So I think, uh, you know, for now, Project Luminous is probably where it's at. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know. I never thought that I would live in a time where, uh, you know, we would get Star Wars on the small screen. Yeah. We've got Disney Plus with Mandalorian. Uh, the Obi-Wan series is coming. Cassian is starting to shoot in June, and uh, I'm very excited for that. Um, you know, throughout the sequel trilogy, I think I was a little more excited uh, about Star Wars on the small screen than I was Star Wars on the big screen. Um, but there's a lot of uh, exciting things happening in uh, on Star Wars TV, and I'm uh, really excited to see where all of that leads. Yeah, that's that's a great point, and you know, that's that's kind of where a lot of fans are scratching their head is what hap what's going to happen with the movies what's going to happen with the movies they got this really great slate of television shows that are either in development or currently obviously with the mandalorian just being such a, a smash success i mean it's an incredible series 
uh, even for even for non Star Wars lifers. You know, my family are not big Star Wars fans, but sure enough, they have watched every episode of The Mandalorian, and it's still to this day when I hear my my niece and nephew say the word Mandalorian, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. You guys are 11 and 13. How do you know this word? You know, so that's really good to see that happen. But as far as cinematic, where... Where do you think the future of Star Wars cinema is? Now, you, you already made the allusions to maybe they're going to lock that Ray box up for a while. They're going to hold on to that. I mean, that's a character and a massive IP that they can unleash 10 years, 15 years down the road. Everyone will know Ray from Star Wars. But we're going to want movies before then. So what do you see happening? We, we had all these different rumors about... They were going to announce a director in January of this year. It didn't come out. Obviously, the Ryan Johnson trilogy rumors have been floated out quite a bit. Um, where do you think cinema's going to go? I mean, we got one vague, very vague 2022, I believe, potential release date for a, for a film. Uh, where, do, where do you see that going? Yeah, and then we got the uh, Kevin Feige project that supposedly he's going to be behind. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, question marks up in the air. I don't know. I, I think I think Star Wars should definitely go into the future and explore things that happened, you know, uh, far up ahead. So there's no, I don't want to say contamination, but there's no crisscross of uh, stuff that we already know. Uh, that kind of will, you know, dilute the well, the uh, so to speak. Um, you know, I think the more Disney kind of delves into the Star Wars universe, uh, in the universe that we're familiar with, I think more problems will arise. Unfortunately, um, un- you know, unless they unless they keep the consistency that us fans have known for forty two plus years yeah. um, without you know without changing too much. I think you know the more they go they go into that past uh, you know and 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 change things and 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 again, you know sometimes the word retcon is used as a dirty word, but the yeah. more they kind of change things around the 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 more pissed the fans are gonna get. I think if they you know if they go forward and tell us stories, tell us new and interesting stories, um, I think that'll keep, uh, you know, all fans, uh, happy because it's, you know, we're always, we're always happy to accept something new, uh, especially in star Wars. And we're very excited to hear, you know, what, uh, what things are happening out there in the galaxy yeah. far, far away. And, uh, I think, uh, I really think that they should, you know, develop some new stories going forward and, and leave the past alone. So you're going forward. I, the the conversation that I've seen often, and, and I guess I'm guilty of this too, because it's just where my passion lies. I'm an EU guy. I'm a Legends guy. I told you earlier, I'm from the novel generation. You know, the 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 rumor du jour is that they're going to dive back into the Knights of the Old Republic at some point in time. So you're saying the opposite of that. You're saying, let's not go past. Let's not talk about Revan. Let's not do that, which is yeah, obviously, I'm just kind of generalizing here. You're talking going future, so this is a thought that I've not heard much of. I this is kind of a newer, um, you know, a newer way to think about Star Wars. How far do you think it'll go? Do you think, um, you know, Ray starts a Jedi Academy? Do we think the Jedi are extinct? Are we? Does Ray have children? And then we get a story of Cade Skywalker down the road, or we get, you know, we get a reemergence of the Sith somehow. Where do you, how far do you envision this, or have you even thought about it? Well, it's funny, you know, Ray buried Luke and Leia's lightsaber on Tatooine, and I think that was very symbolic of Disney 
burying the Skywalker yes. uh, family. Um, you know, having a little bit of uh, I that's I think Disney should really you know they bought this massive IP. Um, it was. It's quite an investment. Yeah. Uh, they also, you know, created this theme park, um, and a lot of people were upset that uh, that it wasn't Tatooine or it wasn't Cloud City or it wasn't this. It was it was something from the new uh, material. And from a business standpoint, it makes sense because, from what I understand and what industry people have told us on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast is that uh, Mr. Lucas still has some ties to Star Wars financially. Mm. And if if I buy a Ray action figure or if I buy, let's uh, a, a, a newer character, if I buy a new character action figure, uh, most of that money is going to go to Disney. If I buy a new Stormtrooper action figure, some of that money is going to go to Disney, but some of it is going to go to George Lucas because mm. he retained the rights to the old OT characters. That wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. And from a, from a business standpoint, if they go back, then George Lucas is still going to make money. And from a business standpoint, I think Disney would rather keep most of the pot then have, sure. releg- mm-hmm. then have to relegate then uh, have to relegate some of the pot back to George Lucas, who's already made a boatload of money off of this IP. I yeah. think uh, it, it wouldn't make business sense. I think um, you know, obviously, they're going to have to bite the bullet sometimes because there has to be some sort of familiarity when it comes to yeah. a Star War in the future. But uh, from a business perspective, it would behoove them to create something new, something very you know, Disney Star Wars and, and not fall back on, on, uh, the original, uh, the original images. Yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting point of view. Uh, and it's, it makes sense. It makes sense if they got to recoup their investment and then take it to the Disney stratosphere, which is above and beyond what most, uh, businesses can achieve. Um, I will tell you that I was, I was skeptical of galaxy's edge at first, you know, and, I got to read the Black Spire book and put me in a place. I'm like, man, I don't, I just don't know how I feel about this. It was very, it was unfamiliar. It was, yeah, it was Star Wars, but it was unfamiliar. There were new terms and new places, and it really didn't tie into the 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 sequel trilogy as well as it. I mean, it still doesn't to this day. I mean, it has some first order, you know, symbology and things like that. But experiencing Galaxy's Edge in person was a life changing experience. Um, and I truly felt like I was in a Star Wars world. I mean, it's just one of those things. So um, it's like a pilgrimage. I, I'm thinking now for most Star Wars fans, regardless yeah. of of what it is, um, man, is it just so unique and so special. So uh, whatever whatever their logic was, they I think they've still done a brilliant job with Batu. Um, and I hope that they expand the story. I, I know they're kind of like locked into this like weird timeline now with Kylo Ren still being alive, and I saw him walk around three weeks ago and i'm like wait a second (laughs) you know so we'll see what they do over time with the evolution of that park but man it's just a absolutely incredible so ro i I just want to first thank you for joining us and giving you know giving us your time and and sharing your stories with the star wars friends community it means a lot is there is there anyone that you want to shout out are there any organizations you work with or anyone you want to give props to before we we blow this thing and get out of here 
no, you know, uh, C2E2 was uh, here in Chicago. It's another convention that uh, that is held here in Chicago. I got to uh, I, I got to hang out with uh, our buddies over at WSTR Galactic Public Media, and uh, a lot of the members there are uh, members of the 501st. And you guys know uh, what kind of work that the oh, 501st yeah. do. I got to, I got to hang out with uh, Todd um, uh, from uh, WSTR and. Uh, uh, Heather, uh, Heather is a Jawa, among other things. But Todd is a stormtrooper, and I love stormtroopers. I've got stormtroopers all over yeah. my 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 den here. Um, so it was a special moment for me. Uh, I want to, uh, you know, I just want to mention uh, just how uh, amazing these uh, men and women that uh, dress in Star Wars uh, paraphernalia are yeah. when they go out and they do their troops and they, they uh, visit, you know, children in hospitals and it's bad guys doing good. It's uh, one of those organizations that if you don't know anything about it as from a fan perspective, uh, you know, look them up. Uh, they do a lot of great and amazing things uh, all over the world. There are garrisons all over the world that you can join and, uh, and they really are, are just a fantastic group of, of uh of uh star wars friends yeah, yeah good good what so last question i guess i'll just sneak this in here before we blow this thing what's <laughs> your favorite stormtrooper iteration obviously we see the scarif trooper on your podcast logo uh but what is your favorite iteration of the stormtrooper you know, I I have to say the original stormtrooper. It, it, it is such a unique design. It's iconic. It's uh, world renowned. It's it's something that you know is instantly recognizable. Uh, just as many characters are in Star Wars. You know, you look at Darth Vader. You know who that is. Yeah. Uh, the stormtrooper. Um, so you know, uh, obviously our name comes from uh, you know Rogue One. And uh, there's a lot of different iterations of stormtroopers in Rogue One. You've got uh, the Death Trooper, and yeah. you've got the uh, the the Scarif Trooper, um, and, and it's uh, the tank driver, the tank trooper. Yeah. He's an oh, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome version. Uh, I just love stormtroopers. Uh, the original one, the the shore trooper, uh, obviously because of our uh, you know podcast channel. But uh, stormtroopers are cool, man. I I love them. I love their outfits. I love yeah. the way they look. And uh, I'll I, I always say this. And when I was walking with Todd at C two E two, it's you know walking next to a stormtrooper full. Yeah, you know, full costume with weapons and whatever. It's just it never gets old. I remember in 1999 when I went to Los Angeles to wait in line for two nights for episode one. Awesome. Um, you know, I was crossing Hollywood and Vine, and there were stormtroopers, you know, guiding traffic, and it's like something, something that you never forget. <laughs> I love it. It is. It it you, it never gets old seeing yeah. stormtroopers in the real world. That's great. Do you do you think stormtroopers get a bad rap for their aim? Are they are they? I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I right. do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for good. sure. Good. All right. Well, we're gonna blow this thing and get out of here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. You got a really good feeling about this. That's fantastic. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Star Wars friend. And I hope uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed what I had to say. And, uh, you know, 
when you guys are done here, come on over to, to uh, check out the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast and see what we're saying over there. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. And, and they can find you at Scarif Podcast on Twitter. And uh, what what is your handle? What's your personal handle? It is, and I always, uh, I think it's it's Roe underscore Gazga, G-A-Z-G-A. I always have to look it up. Beautiful. And where can they find Brad, your co-host of the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast? Uh, our profiles are in the uh, channel profile, so go check that out. And uh, I think he's uh, he's about to change stuff. So oh, okay, yeah. I, I better I better direct you to the to the channel uh, profile. Yeah, uh, get for at, sure at Scarif Podcast hashtag Deploy the Garrison. And your latest episode is all about Star Wars side characters. So definitely check that episode out. Uh, it's a fun listen. I can't wait to get the Star Wars friends on the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. So we got to work that out. Yeah, I, for sure. I, I, it's a blast. I know your topics are always fun. They're always funky, and the, the conversation's good. I, and I can't wait to dive in on that. And uh, really, thank you for sharing your time with us, your stories. I, I'm not kidding when I say we'll forever remember you as hot dogs in Star Wars. And I love it. <laughs> I love what you've painted for us. Uh, awesome. And, and you know, now we're we're Star Wars friends. It's official. And we yeah. can, when we find a Darth Vader collector uh, collectible, I'll hit you up on Twitter. I'll say, hey, you want this for thing or sure. what? You know? <laughs> and I'll probably say yes. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Heck yeah. So let's keep the positivity in the Star Wars community. Uh, hit us up at SW Friends Show. You can find me at No One Is Chris. Where can they find you, Justin? You can find me at I Am The Bendu on Twitter. Beautiful. So, everyone, I hope you all stay healthy. I hope that uh, you're washing your hands, your family's safe, everything's good. Take care of your friends, your neighbors, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, our sentiment here, may the Force be with you. Always. Always. All right, y'all. Catch you next time. Hey, friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.